0: Good evening, I've got mic number one. It is uh, always a pleasure to, uh, to be here with you. You've been uh, long-term uh, supporters, faithful partners in uh, this work for a number of years and uh, I appreciate that so very much. Always, always am, am glad when uh, David contacts me and invites me to come. No, that's not me. I'll have some slides to share with you here momentarily. Um, but I want to apologize on the front end that I had to reschedule. I had hoped to be here a few weeks ago, but um, I had strep throat, and that uh, derailed those plans. And then while I was at the doctor's office getting treated for strep throat, I contracted the flu and so that was just a a bad week altogether. but uh this week even with the snow and ice and all that has actually been much better for me <laughs> so i'm glad that you're able to be here tonight glad that i'm able to be here as well i also want to uh bring my family's greetings they all said to uh, to tell you hello and they appreciate you uh, so very much and I always like to show uh everyone the the people that, stand behind me as I stand before you I can't do any of the things that I do without their uh, sacrifices and support and uh, they are tremendous tremendous assets to uh, the work that, that I'm able to to do and so I like to uh, to share them um, I won't spend a tremendous amount of time on geographical things because you're most of you are are familiar with tanzania i've I've been here before and talked to you about it but by brief reminder it is an east african nation just below the the equator um it's uh, the home of of kilimanjaro it's where the serengeti is and and such things like that here's a, a scale picture i like to share so that you see the kind of tanzania superimposed over the southeastern united states you get a sense of the the scale of the area that we're trying to deal with and our work mostly is in Tanzania but we also uh, do some things in Kenya and some of the neighboring nations as well but the uh, the people of course are the real attraction that's you know each person represents a a soul and right now in Africa we have a wonderful, wonderful opportunity to get ahead of the uh the population curve the population there is growing just by leaps and bounds right now in africa for every one person that dies there are four people being born you don't have to be a mathematician to know that that is an exploding population so people that study these things tell us to expect that by the end of this century which is coming much more quickly than most of us would care to admit but uh by the end of this century, they expect Tanzania to be the eighth most populous nation in the whole world. And they expect uh, its largest city of Dar es Salaam to be the third most populous city in the entire world. So uh, there's this wonderful hope that every conversion we have now just may be the, the patriarch or matriarch of a, of a, very, of a growing Christian family. And so there, there's a, there's an urgency, there's a window of opportunity because uh, evangelism is still very easy to do there. And so you've got just so, the, the fields are white to the harvest. There, there's so many lost souls that are eagerly coming to Christ uh, and tremendous things that are, are being done there. And I want to thank you for your role and your partnership in God doing some tremendous things there, and I want to encourage you. That's my goal tonight, is to encourage you with some of the things that, that you're helping to, uh, to make possible and to you are participants in. The work in Tanzania is fourfold. The uh, first aspect that I talk about is in preacher training. This is sort of the uh, centerpiece of the work. It's by far not the only part of the work, but it is a large, large part of the work. A big part of the mission model, which is one of the things that attracted me to the work there to begin with, is this idea that you know, if you're going to have the church be sustainable long-term in any region, there has to be a plan in place, a way that local men are being trained to be evangelists, to continue in those roles, and they're going to have uh, an exponentially greater, eff- greater uh, uh, effect than any one individual missionary ever could, and so that preacher training is absolutely vital. So we have the uh, Andrew Connolly School of Preaching that was started in 2001 there in Arusha, Tanzania. Uh, we have students. We have uh, 28 students right now. Uh, it's it's a two-year program. We have uh, one class will be Swahili. One class will be English-speaking at, at any given time, and. So that's, that's how that, uh, that goes. We have students that have come to us, not only from all over Tanzania, but students that come to us from uh, Kenya, lots of students from Kenya, uh, Uganda, uh, Ethiopia, South Sudan, um, Malawi. We even had one as far away as Nigeria. That's across the continent. It's not close at all. But uh, anyway, so all together, 6, 7, 8 African nations are being blessed by the work of this school of preaching. And they go back and they continue to do evangelism in their areas or go and plant new congregations and that sort of thing. Uh, Just tremendous, tremendous opportunities that are are taking place. Um, Let's see. We, this past year, were able to uh, arrange a um, partnership with Apologetics Press out of montgomery where they're going to provide apologetics teachers for us to go and teach short courses to each of our our classes Uh, so from now on for the foreseeable future our apologetics classes are going to be taught by you know eric lions or kyle budd or one of the guys down there at uh, apologetics press they'll be going over there so we're excited about that there's some other uh translation projects that we have in the works with them and we're excited about those things as well and i'll tell you more about those things when that when that time comes uh, also we've been talking about this for a long time but the Cy stafford school of of leadership finally has launched. We have our first class in place. The whole idea behind that is there's a real need for kind of re-education in biblical leadership models. Uh, The common leadership models that we find over there, and not to to get political, but they're not really the leadership models that need to take place in the church. There's a kind of strongman dictator mindset that you see from the upper echelons of government that happens uh if you don't fight hard against it from the the top levels of government you see it in the uh in the way police deal with people you see it in the way men deal with their families you see it in in the way a lot of times frankly preachers will deal with their congregations there's that's a model that you see a lot across africa and if we're going to have churches that That have biblical elderships they're gonna have to learn some biblical leadership models in the church and so one of the ways we're trying to address the need for elderships in all these congregations that are being planted is through this uh this school of of leadership um that also enabled us to take some of our old classroom space we've been able to renovate that into uh, a library much bigger expanded library Uh, we just uh, not too long ago have had a delivery of a whole container full of, of books that's being stocked into this library and by the time it's done i think it's going to be the envy of preacher schools uh, across the, the continent of, of africa we're very proud of of what's going on there we're going to be adding some uh, computer stations as well and that sort of thing which would be a great benefit because our students right now have to do their work is all handwritten they have to write their papers. All that is, is handwritten, which um, is pretty, pretty cumbersome, as you can uh, imagine. I <clears throat> also like to show our leadership team, guys, that you know a, a huge part of, of my work is in keeping the funding up for the school preaching and the peripheral works that are taking place over there. Um, and while I'm here raising money for those things, these are some of the guys that are on the ground there implementing uh, things that are uh, plans and, and they're my eyes and ears while I'm here and they they can't be here to thank you for your involvement and your support and so I'm representing them in coming and thanking you for your involvement and support. They depend on you and, and, and supporters like you in order to facilitate what is, is going on. Um, I think that's one of the ways that we have sought to grow as as a mission is you know i was the last american on the ground full-time director of the andrew connell school of preaching part of my job there was i was training these guys to to take my place and so for the past several years the school of preaching the day-to-day operations have been directed by tanzanians i think that's a, a great Um, model of growth. That's that's what we want. We want them taking over more and more ownership and more and more responsibility of of what they can do and uh, we're we're proud of that. Something else that we have launched in thinking about the long-term sustainability of the work is the Tanzania Missions Legacy Fund. I got to thinking about how American schools maintain their sustainability. Some of them, most of them charge tuition, right? We understand the the rising cost of, of college tuition and that's kind of a hot topic among a lot of people. I have a, a college student myself that is entering her last semester of, of college. Um, it's amazing, I know that you look at me and you say, how can you possibly have a daughter that is about to graduate college when you're clearly only 25 years old. Why are y'all laughing? (laughs) Uh, No, but seriously, college tuition is is terribly expensive. Well, we don't charge any tuition at the Andrew Collins School of Preaching. Well, a lot of schools in America, they get government support. Well, the government of Tanzania is not going to give us support to train preachers. That's not viable for us. Uh, schools get support from from graduates, from donors, and uh, donors has been how we have 100% funded the school of preaching there you know, since its inception. But there's a certain uh, fragility to relying completely on on donors. You're relying on the, uh, the economy, you're relying on the, the strength of, of the church in those areas where uh where where donations come from you're relying on on a lot of things that that can change over time but another thing that american schools do to support themselves is they have endowment funds and so one one of our long-term goals we've launched this tanzania missions uh legacy fund i've got some brochures about that if you would like more information about that afterwards but uh the idea behind an endowment fund is that initial contribution that you make is is never touched It's the it provides perpetual income so you know you can do this through a one-time donation or you can do it through an estate gift or something like that or, or maybe you know members could <coughs> could get together and you, know, you get a, a group of nine families or, or so and they set aside $100 a hundred dollars a month and at the end of the year they have More than ten thousand dollars to get a ten thousand dollar one-time donation to the legacy fund would provide at at a minimum at a minimum forty dollars a month forever of support for the school preaching so at at some point not too long in the future that you know eclipses that um, that original donation just keeps going that's why we call it a legacy that's something that just keeps going and going and and that once it's fully funded and we're a long way from being fully funded but once it's there that would undergird the day-to-day operations of the school then the only type of fundraising that would be necessary then would be for special projects and and things like like that Um, so anyway that's that's a goal that I have and when plant that uh, seed of thought in in your uh, ear and um, I'll be happy to talk with any of you more about that uh, afterwards if you have questions Um, the second area is of course personal evangelism that's what it's ultimately all about is we're trying to bring lost souls to Christ we want to increase the population of heaven that's what all this is and um, I have some fresh statistics about uh, last year's evangelism there were 471 baptisms, there were 376 restorations, seven new congregations planted, and seven wayward congregations that uh, have been restored. Um, A number of other things there, but there's tremendous amounts of evangelism that are are taking place. Uh, The campaigns have finally resumed. There's a picture of, of evangelism. Campaigns, covid shut us down for a while people uh first weren't even allowed to travel and then church church groups were very hesitant to travel and uh but that finally is picking back up and last year we were almost at at full force with our, our campaigns uh, we've got several campaigns that are going to be going again this year we've got uh, campaign group from Fred Hardman University that's coming. We've got a campaign group from Faulkner University that's going. We've got uh, several churches that are, are going on campaigns. If you'd like to get a campaign group together and go I'd be happy to help you to uh, facilitate that and I uh, hope that will be a wonderful, wonderful experience uh, for you. These are of course some of the uh, the tracks that we pass out. They're highly uh, effective. They're each one is likely to be read by at least five people before it's, it's discarded. They just get read and passed along and passed along. And with that in mind, a new project we have is World Video Bible School has these cards. Maybe you're familiar with them uh, where you, know, you, can, you can leave them uh, behind in a restaurant or distribute them, whatever. It's got the QR code on it, and that takes you to a video that... Uh, sermon on the topic on that card well we have we're, we're getting these cards uh four designs translated into swahili I'm about to have these printed we already have the sermons in swahili and more and more uh, tanzanians they don't necessarily have home computers but a lot of them have cell phones they have and they have data and the ability to to do that um so this is, is something new that, that we're on the, the cusp of being able to implement uh, this year. It's going to take uh, about $200 to print 5,000 five thousand uh, 5, copies of, of each design. There are seven designs that we're doing, so that's a part of, of our ambitions for this year. Um, <clears throat> here is a baptism that took place at the Ake congregation. Say that three times fast. That's a mouthful. Um, Even the Tanzanians have a hard time with that name. It's a Messiah name. It's not a Swahili name. But I was there doing a a study, and the people that I was studying with were ready to be baptized. So we go to, uh, you know, where we're doing baptisms at this congregation. Hop in the the truck and and drive them. We drive about an hour before we find the place where we're going to have to park the, the truck and go on foot from there and we walk a, a while uh longer and finally come upon this uh, the picture doesn't even really do it justice this uh, is, is absolutely disgusting when i when we got there and i saw it i my heart sank i thought this is the best we're doing in this area these people are gonna they're gonna back out they're they're not gonna go through with this i don't blame them i would probably back out it doesn't look safe for humans to get into this water which uh, but it didn't deter them. They hopped right in, and they were baptized. And uh, it was uh, it was it was a beautiful thing. But as soon as I got back, I set about raising funds to build a, a baptistry at that congregation. And so now that congregation has a baptistry right outside the building, and they are wearing it out. This is tremendously evangelistic congregation there every week they're sending me pictures and reports of more and more people that are are being baptized so that's that's just a sample of the types of things that we uh we raise money for and try to equip the saints uh for in in as a part of this work um you know bible studies are so easy to set up there the only limiting factor you have is is the time that you have to give to bible studies there's there's never any lack of people that are willing to stop and and study with you now the third area of the work is in providing benevolence that's a part of how our faith is is demonstrated um tremendous now i don't want to give the the wrong impression not every tanzanian is destitute there is a middle class there are those that have uh, some uh, money but there are a tremendous amount of them that are absolutely impoverished and uh minimum wage there for unskilled labor is five dollars a day five dollars a day and it doesn't stretch very far there either it stretches a little farther there than it would here but there it's a struggle it's very much a a struggle and so uh we look for ways to help people we um we can't solve the problem of of poverty but we can make a difference in the lives of, of some folks one of the projects that we've started is this what we call it, an encouragement program where some of our ladies will visit with uh, widows and with women that have been freed from sex trafficking and they'll what they'll do is they'll take with them enough food for one month for one lady uh, which is not actually you know very much uh, food but during that time, they'll set up for them to, to come and learn how to sew. So they're learning how to support themselves in a, uh, in a different way than they have before. And there's a, a little shop where uh, some of our ladies can you know sell their wares and, and all that sort of thing. So helping them transition into a, a different lifestyle, it's been an evangelistic opportunity for them pulling them into the, uh, the body of Christ, showing them the, the love of Christ, and that's uh, one of the uh, effective ways that we're helping people. The fourth area uh, of the work is in edifying uh, the church and trying to equip uh, the church for continued growth and, and maturation and all that sort of thing. Um, one of the reasons the reason I picked this picture I'm going to try a new thing here, see if it works. Look at that. That That's so cool. Um, Anyway, this man is, his name is Augustine, and he, once this congregation gets around to uh, appointing elders, he almost certainly will be one. He's uh, a tremendous, hardworking Christian, a good man, um, faithful, very faithful to the Lord, and this is him baptizing his son. And I love what this symbolizes to me is we're getting to the, the place in the work where they're second-generation Christians, where you have people that are being raised in the church. Uh, a father who was converted by missionaries now raising his children up in the church, and they are, are being baptized. They're becoming Christians themselves, and this is um, that's, that's what we want. You know, the, the, these are roots. This is, is long-term permanence, and that's, that's what we're, we're looking for from the, the churches that, that we're able to help. Um, one of the ways that we help is we have these, these Bible schools. Uh, the Bible schools are different from the school of preaching. The school of preaching is for faithful Christians who want to uh, become evangelists, they want to be preachers. But uh, the Bible schools are open to anybody. We have the Arusha Bible School, we have the Kilimanjaro Bible School, we have the Kisango Bible school Um, and there are others that are are emulating that model as well this is sort of a uh, a not school format and the students are are part-time but we'll even have denominational preachers that will come and want to be a part of our school and we're happy to teach them the way more perfectly just a few months ago we had at this particular school a uh a pentecostal preacher from the area that came went through the program was uh, converted and not only that he went back and converted his whole congregation and so now the the moshe area has two Churches of Christ, because that former Pentecostal church has been completely converted, and our our original congregation is helping them uh, along, sending men over there every Sunday to to help with continued teaching and helping them as they are growing in the faith. And that's that's the kind of thing that is is taking place one of the areas of emphasis for us uh for this coming year is we want to improve and expand these bible schools and and their offerings and and what they're doing we think they can do even more and to to maximize their potential and and their reach so that's going to be an area that i hope to have even more to tell you about um in the the future you know when we're over there um you know tiffany I'm going to brag on her a little bit. She's a very gifted uh, teacher, both with uh, women and with children. And so here she is doing a, uh, a, a seminar, uh, teaching the Bible to children, a seminar. That's an area where many places across the country there's a tremendous need. Uh, people, some, some, some churches don't even do children's Bible classes. In some places we've encountered, it hadn't even encouraged them that they ought to be teaching the Bible to their children as a congregation. And even those that do, uh, the resources they have to give to it, the skill set that they have in, in, in Bible class is um, you know, far behind what we typically see in, in our uh, congregations. And so that's one thing that there's always a need for is in encouraging them and equipping them and teaching them how to teach the Bible to children uh, and that's one of the thing, areas where she excels. Um, I go around, I do a lot, of, a lot of traveling over there, and they tell me that um, I think, I can't prove this, but I think that I've been to more congregations in East Africa, uh, especially in Tanzania, than any other missionary that they've had uh, come through there. But, but part of what I'm doing is equipping these churches we we provide a lot of resources and provide a lot of tools for these congregations i got to get around to see how they're using them see what else they need see other ways that that we can equip and train them see how we can recruit more students from the area that that need to come and, and be evangelists see what how what our graduates are doing see what type of evangelism they're doing and checking up on on those things is a big part of of what i need to do as well and so this past year we were able to build new church buildings for the the congregations at uh, dodoma Miyuji, at emla at Lugaye, at merilani and we helped with uh, improvements at uh, several others like building uh, bathrooms or, or fences or, or things like that um, this Last year, we went and did a, a seminar for this congregation uh, near Mwanza, it's the Misungwi Church. Um, when we went to do the seminar, they had arranged to use uh, an area of school. Now, I had not previously been to this congregation, and I assumed that they were using the school because their their building was too small for the anticipated attendance at the seminar. Uh, so they were just using this courtyard here in the middle of, of the, the school. There's the school buildings all around. And we're there for several days doing a, an extended seminar with them. Um, and then on the last day after we wrap up, they say, well, do you want to go see where we meet? I said, of course I want to go see where you meet. So uh, we load up and we go down to their church building. You want to see their church building? There's their church building. Uh, they had been meeting for two years under this tree. And that, and that, that was it. And so with them having shown a record of, of faithfulness and continuing that sort of, of dedication of just meeting under the tree, uh, with the help of, of supporters in America, we're able to build them a, a permanent building. So now they have a, a permanent home where they can continue to meet and uh, to grow um i always love showing this picture i can't remember if i had this picture uh last time i was here or not but i just i love it so much let me explain what's going on here so this is a at a seminar that we went to that that we we did it was going to be a uh, a women and children seminar i'm out in the the yard in front of the, the church building under a shade tree studying with the men of the village that have, have shown up. Uh, so we're, we're just out there studying the Bible. Meanwhile, inside here, here's what's going on. Try this little thing again. All right. See that handsome little fellow back there? That's uh, my American-born son, Josiah, and he is leading children's Bible songs in Swahili to these children that have uh, assembled there so he can participate in in what's going on then in the the foreground we've got uh, this messiah Bibi, this uh, grandmother that has been tremendous all day she's been uh, playing with my chinese-born daughter gracie all day they've, they've had a, a great rapport and so here she is patiently letting uh gracie play with her earrings uh in in the foreground and and this this place is remote there's not a road that goes to this place the day we were going there i was driving with augustine and he said all right so now turn this way i said there's not a road he said i know so we just turn off across the field and we're we're bouncing along through this field dodging the little thorn bushes and all this stuff and we eventually we have to like, cross a, a creek bed and all kinds of stuff. That's why you need a four-wheel drive over there. We pop out in this clearing, and there's this church building. I'm wondering who goes there because we didn't see a lot of people there. We're there about a half hour, and like 150 people appear out of the bush. I don't know where they came from, but they're there. And so, so there they are. This is, this is, is the setting. Here in a remote part of the bush of africa where there's not even a road to this church building and here is an american-born english-speaking little boy leading swahili songs to these messiah children and this messiah grandmother sitting there with this chinese-born special needs daughter that is is there why are all these people in the same place this scene doesn't make sense it's not logical Brothers, this to me is a glimpse into heaven. This is what heaven is like. The thing all these people have in common is they're all there today, that day, because of the love of Christ. That's why they're there. And when we get to heaven, when we get to heaven, we're going to be there with people that we have absolutely nothing else in common with. People from different time periods of history. Entirely different cultures, entirely different languages that if we met Him on the street, we wouldn't have any idea how to start interacting with Him or, or communicating with them. Because we don't have anything at all in common except the blood of Christ cleanses us of our sins. And we're a part of the body of Christ. This, this is, to me, this is what mission work is about. It's creating this scene. Replicating it in heaven. So you have people from all over the world that all the superficial things, the, the, the language, the culture, the, all that stuff, doesn't really matter. What matters is that Jesus loves them. And they love Him. And they've been cleansed by His blood. And that creates heaven on earth. And eventually, heaven in heaven. Um, so that's why that's one of my very favorite pictures. There, That was that day. That was me standing or sitting out with the men uh, studying the Bible under under the tree, uh, including the, the village leader. I hope that he was able to uh, make some changes. Another important thing that we do in trying to equip the saints there is we have a lectureship every year called the Tanzanian Leadership Conference. And. Um, church leaders from across uh, africa will come and, and gather at the school preaching there uh and we'll, we'll spend the better part of a week that's that's kind of our our ptp uh in in tanzania um one of the the greatest needs for the east african church is the need for stronger leadership and so this is one of the ways that we're trying to address that we also each year, use our facilities at the school of preaching to host two camps—not just one, but two camps. We have Future Preacher Training Camp, uh, which is kind of our African lads leaders. Uh, we're teaching the young people how to um, how to lead a worship service, how to conduct Bible studies, and those sorts of things. Uh, and then we also host a Tanzanian uh, Christian Camp TCC, which is very much after the model of of. Christian camps uh, around here. I don't know which one you go to. If you go to, to uh, Maywood or ICYC or Backwoods or where. I don't know where, where you go, but there, there's that similar model, and that that's kind of what we're doing there with uh, Tanzania uh, Christian Camp. And there's always, always baptisms that take place there, and the young people are, become so very evangelistic uh, themselves. But we want to use our own... Um, our resources as as widely as as we possibly can all right so we're always concerned about sustainability um, with that in mind we've been able to add solar power to the school the school is almost totally off the grid um, we've got the solar power we've got a farm where we're able to grow a lot of the, the food for the school also as a part of that the students are supposed to work in the, the farm and they learn um, agricultural skills that will help them to feed themselves while they're being evangelists, evangelist because some will uh, a handful, comparably will receive temporary outside support, but most of them won't have outside support and they'll need to be able to feed their families while they're, uh, they're being preachers most congregations are not able to uh, financially support their preachers in an adequate way Uh, And so that's one of the things we're doing for the gospel. And also we finally, this was a long project, but we finally have well water at the school preaching that feeds the farm and supplies the farm as well as the school itself. There's no water on the school site, but we found a site a mile away and drilled a well there. We bought it, drilled a well, ran a water line. The village allowed us to do that because we set up a, a center partway, uh, along that line and two days a week we open it up so that the village anybody that wants to can come and and get water fill their containers and so that's a way that we're able to bless the the community and maintain those community relationships as well that was our our corn a harvest um, we created enough corn to uh, feed the the school all the ugali they need for the the year ugali is their primary staple it's it's a dish made from uh, cornmeal. It's um, you like grits, or at least you're familiar with grits, right? So if you were if you made your grits thick enough to where you could break off a chunk of it and hold it in your hand and eat it, that's a golly. It's it's not bad, but it's not good. <laughs> just uh, doesn't doesn't have any taste. It just depends on what you're they're uh, kind of dipping it in. Um. Anyway, so. What is Tanzania missions? It's edification, it's benevolence, it's evangelism, and it is preacher training. That's what uh, we're involved in. It's what we've always been involved in, and Lord willing, it's what we'll always be involved in because these are the things that are uh, a part of the church's uh, responsibility. Now, I'd like to uh, have to tell you our our needs, our number one need is always prayer, prayer. and I'm serious about this. I want you praying for this work. I was uh, visiting with some some friends this morning that I hadn't seen in over a decade. And uh, you know down at the, the Hartzell Church, I got the chance to, to visit them this morning. And uh, a number of them told me, we pray for you every day. And that it just really touched me. People that I haven't talked to in forever. And to know that they're praying about... Uh, us and praying for this work on a regular basis just really, really meant a lot uh, to me. Prayer matters. I want you praying for me. I want you praying for this work. I want you praying for all the other mission works you support. I want you praying for all the other mission works that you hear about. I want you praying for places that you think need mission work. Be people that are, are laboring in your prayers on a regular basis Uh, for missions. It really, really does matter. Of course, we do need financial contributions. You all uh, have have generously been uh, monthly supporters for some time. and appreciate that so very much. Also, referrals help. uh, If you can connect us with uh, friends, family members that are at uh, other congregations, that maybe can lead to other support. there all the time there are are congregations that are having to uh cut back and all the time congregations are having to to deal with their own financial crunches just just uh, last week we had a longtime supporter say listen we have just we we've shrunk we're struggling financially we haven't really recovered from covid uh we've been sending three hundred dollars a month but we're not going to be able to continue that any longer so we've lost you know this year that that 300 a month so th- those things happen so if you can help with referrals maybe that can help to um, replace some of those things and then i like to uh to show this picture is to think about the uh the favor of participation because i really believe that what's going on in tanzania missions is a fantastic thing it's wonderful god is doing tremendous things he is in control of that work and, and I'm, I'm thrilled to be a small part of it. I'm reminded of the Macedonian Christians in Second Corinthians chapter eight, verses three and following, where Paul writes, "I testify that according to their ability and beyond their ability, they gave of their own accord, begging us with much urging for the favor of participation in the support of the saints. And this not as we had expected, but they first gave themselves to the Lord, and to us by the will of God." This is my other son, Levi. So you've met the whole family today. Um, Something that Levi started doing a few years ago. And you may not believe this was not my idea. I I in no way put him up to this. But he purposed this himself and has fulfilled it for at least four years now. He's, He's done this. Kids through the, the year get a little money here and there, a little birthday money or, or whatever. Grandparents give them money. or they they, they they acquire some funds here and there, even though they don't have regular income. And Levi sets aside through the year $20. And at the beginning of each year, he makes a $20 donation to Tanzania Missions. That $20 is not a huge amount to me, but it's a huge amount to him. And... I, we, we proudly accept that because he wants the favor of participation. He wants to be a part. Uh, he sees the good that that up up close. He sees the good that's done. He hears me talking about it. He, he sees the the impact, and he wants to be a a mission supporter. Uh, and I, I think that's wonderful. And so that's that's what I offer when I'm going around. Is I'm not I'm not begging. For money, I'm offering the favor of participation. I'm offering the chance for people to be part of something wonderful that God is doing. And thanking those that are already a part of that. This uh, was on the the front of a lectern in one of the congregations. In uh, This one is deep in the bush. When I went to this congregation, I didn't see a paved road all day long. We... Uh, we started out early in the morning before sunrise, headed there. And it was after sunset before I saw pavement. It was so, so far out there. But this in Swahili says, here am I, send me. This is the attitude that they had, the attitude that we want to emulate. I want to encourage you, whatever ways you can serve God, have that attitude. Not everybody can be a foreign missionary. Not everybody should be a foreign missionary. That's not where everybody needs to serve and how everybody needs to serve but everybody does need to serve in some way God hasn't called any of us to just uh, sit there in an advisory role uh, just evaluating how everybody else does everything we need to be involved in something we need to be involved in the work of the church the work of the Lord in some way saying here am I send me and doing what it is you do to the very very best of your ability and we're going to sing an imitation song, and I want everybody to think about uh, your own lives. Maybe you haven't yet responded to the, the the gospel call. Maybe you haven't yet come and been baptized so that your sins will be washed away and the Lord add you to His church. Come and do that. Don't put that off any longer. Don't take these icy roads home without having done that. But if you've already done that since then, maybe maybe you haven't maintained the commitment that you made when you were baptized maybe you haven't lived up to that level of of service and involvement maybe you haven't lived up to that standard of righteousness that you set for yourself and you need to make your life right in some way or rededicate yourself to uh, doing what you know you ought to do now is a good time for that as well or if you just want to ask for prayers to help you through something that you're going through in your life now is an appropriate time to make that request if you'd like to respond to the invitation it's yours Come forward and let your need be known while together we stand and sing.